This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed, and I am joined this morning by Master Gardener Teresa Rooney, getting all set to answer those lawn and garden questions, either by phone or by text, 651-461-9226, always a busy hour. Any kind of a lawn and garden question, uh, we urge you to call it in or text it in as soon as you can, 651-461-9226. Teresa, good morning. Good morning, Danny. How are you this morning? I'm doing quite well, hanging That's in wonderful. there. Good to be back. And uh, again, thanks to uh, Steve and John for filling in while I was gone. Um, I know you and I, uh, before we get to the calls or text, have a little bit uh, of business uh, to talk about, uh, we right? We do, yes. Um, I just wanted to remind uh, everyone out there that the Hennepin County Master Gardeners will be having their second annual plants, house plant sale. Uh, on October 7th, that's a Saturday, it will be at Southdale Center, so it's a different location than last year. We'll have over a 1,000 different plants and demonstrations and uh, things that you can look at and purchase, uh, bowls and pots and things like that, too. And, of course, houseplants. 
And also, I want to remind everybody who's interested in becoming Master Gardener, now is the time to apply. So applications do end October 30th. So don't wait till the end. Apply now. We'd love to have you on our team. And what we'll do is, uh, before you take your leave today, let's remind folks of those two items uh, okay. for sure before before you go this morning. Uh, I was going to ask you about the the new apple that's been in the news from the U of M. Uh, kudos, but some listeners have beat me to the punch already. <laughs> they want me to ask you now that we're not going to be able to taste those for a while, right? Right. Um, we're not going to be able to taste them, and they won't be able to be purchased as a tree for a little while, but... It's on the horizon, so it's like an anticipation. You can look forward to it. Supposedly, it's not. That's I, about I think, all I know. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's, what do they say? It's uh, it's kind of a, uh, a taste of, uh, well, it's an apple, but it's almost like it's uh, 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 n- not like a tangerine or something, but I think there's a, a mixture of something. We'll, we'll get a better description as we get closer yeah, to it. Yeah. I still happen to love the sweet tango myself. But mm-hmm. that's and, you know, it takes up to 30 years to, to, to bring an apple to the market from the university. So there's a lot of work. Wow. And, yeah, it takes that long because they have to keep crossbreeding till they find the right one. And then they have to grow them out, make sure they're going to grow okay. It takes a really long time. So there's a lot of work that goes into those apples. So, And the university does a great job with their apples and their grapes and everything else that they oh, bring to market. Oh, mm-hmm. job. Just think about all the, the types of apples the U of M has come out with over the exactly. years. Exactly. And uh, I still say, maybe it's just my taste buds, but I still think that the apples we grow here in Minnesota... Uh, Tastes better than Mm -hmm. Canada or Washington State or anything like that. I I think. And and if you if you grow a Honeycrisp here, it will taste different if you grow it in Seattle, because it was bred for this climate, this region, these soils, this this ecosystem. It was bred for this, and you're bred in this ecosystem. So maybe we all kind of just work together, and we that's why we like our apples. Absolutely. Okay, Texter wants to know, how long do mums last? Um, It really depends. Um, You have to keep them well watered. So uh, make sure the pot stays well watered. Uh, Sometimes that you may think you're watering it, but it's running off of the side. I think that's the thing that gets the most, gives you the most problem and and defines how long that mum's going to last. Because they can take some frost. They, They like, you know, so buy them when they're in bud. And just keep them very well watered, not soaking wet, but very well watered. And you should have a good month or two of blooms. And you're talking now we're into November, so it should should last you maybe through even the Thanksgiving holiday if there's not too much snow on the ground. Okay. Sorry, this I said the S word online. I said the S word over the air. Sorry. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> um, a texter says this, Teresa, what care should I give my Thanksgiving and Christmas cacti to promote blooms at their respective times? Oh, that's a really good question. So one of the best things that will help you um, help the plants to start that blooming process is to have a different in temp- difference in temperature of about 10 degrees between day and night. So sometimes just by leaving your plants outside while it gets a little cooler at night, so it drops from the 60s down into the 50s and then it goes back up to the 60s in the in the daytime, 
that will help them set the blooms. It's the same for orchids, but that helps them set their blooms. And then do, of course, bring them in the house carefully before it gets too frosty cold out there. But that's that's the thing to set it. And once they start to get the little blooms on them, the little buds on them, move them carefully and then don't jostle them because if you keep moving them around, those little buds can fall off quite easily. Okay carefully and then don't jostle them because if you keep moving them around those little buds can fall off quite easily okay let us uh, go back to the phones Teresa. claudia is calling in from burnsville i do believe this morning claudia good morning thank you what is your question for Teresa? good morning um my teenies i read that to transplant them if you're going to put them in uh late august early september is it still too late to transplant them at this point in the month and can you tell me again which plant it cut out, just as you said it? Peonies? Oh, I'm sorry. Pe- yeah, peonies, correct. Pe- the peonies. Okay. Oh, Claudia, that's a good question. So it is a little late, but if you've got to transplant them because they're in too much shade and you want them to be happier next year, just have the hole already dug. Make sure you have a lot of compost that you're going to add in there so it's a nice, rich, organic soil. And then um, dig the plant move as little uh disturb the roots as little as possible and then just carefully move the plant plant it at the same depth make sure you're not planting it too deep and then just keep it well watered uh if you don't disturb the roots too much you should still be okay but i would do it as soon as possible okay before we take a break let's grab another phone call angela is checking in this morning from east bethel angela good morning what is your question Good morning. Two trees just went in last weekend, a Princeton elm and a Siouxland poplar. Very sandy out here in East Bethel. Uh, Wondering what the care is this fall, and particularly should I keep watering after the leaves have dropped? Very good question, Angela. Yes, do keep watering your trees until the ground starts to freeze. Once the ground starts to freeze, you can back off on watering a little bit. But if nature isn't helping you, you've got to water. Uh, protect those tree trunks from rabbits and deer. So do put on a cylinder cloth of, or a cylinder of hardware cloth if possible, or if they've already got a tree wrap on them, the hard plastic, that will work too. You want to protect them from damage during the winter from any critters out there. But watering... And then um, you can keep top dressing the soil with a little bit of compost um, frequently. That will help to amend the soil and make the soil help the soil to hold a little bit of water. Good luck. Those are excellent trees. Wonderful. Yeah, great. All right. Hang on, Teresa. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more of our Smart Garden show. Uh, if you're just joining us, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those very things, those lawn and garden questions for you at 651-461-9226. Uh, 66 degrees, our current temp. Rain is on the way. If it's not already visiting at your house, we'll be right back. Stay with us. And another good Saturday morning to you. We're back at it. Our uh, Smart Garden Show underway. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney is answering those uh, lawn and garden questions this morning at 651-461-9226. Teresa, we have callers. We have texters. And here comes a lawn question, very timely one, I think. Texture says, because it's so dry, uh, I hesitate to add fertilizer for the winter. I don't want to burn the grass anymore. When is it too late to put it down? 
That's a good question because it is so dry and our, our lawns are so stressed. Um, if you get some water, you can start to water it. By the middle of October is when you should have that winterizer down. Uh, you know, the further north you go, the cooler the soil is going to be. So you want to maybe back that up a little bit. But I would say October 15th. And if you do have any questions about lawn care that I don't get to, please go to the extension.umn.edu. Go to the Yard and Garden tick. Uh, box and there's a wonderful lawn care section in there the university has a great lawn care calendar for you yeah for sure and uh, if that's, this forecast is correct we're going to be getting some much needed rain fingers here in the crossed. next few days <laughs> so that will help fingers crossed uh, i'll tell you well let's grab another phone call susan i believe is on the horn calling in from shoreview this morning thank you susan what is your question this morning good morning enjoy your show so much Thank you. Uh, yeah, I have a Myers lemon tree, and I have nine lemons on it. They're still green, but uh, one of them is really getting big. And I'm wondering when I bring it in, um, rather than fertilize it, should would it be okay to add like coffee grind grounds or or something like that to the soil? You, you could do that, just top dress very lightly. If you put down too much of the coffee grounds, the used grounds, they can um, actually all band together and, and create a shield between the soil and the air so the water doesn't get in. But if it's a light enough um, application and water, water that in, it should be just fine. Good luck. That's exciting. Yeah, thank you, Susan. Uh, this uh, listener wants to know, is it too late to put my tulip bulbs in? Nope, you can get tulips in as long as you can, the ground is not frozen. I've done it in a starting of a snowstorm. I wouldn't suggest it, but <laughs> you can do it if, it if the ground's not frozen. Get your dafts in as early as possible, your daffodils, but your tulips can go in up until the ground is frozen. There's a text that uh, says this, I bought a perennial hibiscus last year. Although I had blooms in the summer, it quickly transformed to having empty green pods without developing any actual buds and flowers. I did give it a Bloom Boost fertilizer. What else can I do to get it to bloom longer into the year? Hmm, that's very interesting. I'm not quite sure what that would be unless it was just some stress from the heat or it was setting seeds maybe that didn't that weren't fertilized uh, so they so they were just empty pods. Normally they bloom quite a while during the late summer for you. So that's very strange, but yeah. I'll give it some compost next spring or fertilize it as soon as it starts to come up when you see it in June starting to come up. Go ahead and fertilize it then so it's nice and happy. Okay. What I tell you what, let's do this. Uh, we got folks waiting in the line as well. Gary's calling in from St. Louis Park, I believe, uh, this morning. Gary, thanks for waiting. What is your question for Teresa? Hi, good morning, Teresa and Denny. Say, Teresa, I have two nice big U's in the front of my house, and all of a sudden there's popping up little red berries on them. What does that mean? That means those are female ewes, and they have little berries on them, and that's absolutely wonderful. Just consider it a bonus. It's a nice, happy, healthy plant. Uh, so do make sure you continue to water till the ground is nearly frozen on that one, and enjoy those berries. Not everybody gets those. You're, you're very lucky, Gary. I'm, I'm jealous of you, Gary. Well, that's good to know. Uh, what is the best way, this listener says, uh, to overwinter my potted geraniums, and when should this be done? 
Uh, there's a variety of ways you can do it. You can take cuttings and then grow them on. You can actually grow them as a house plant, so you would cut them back and just give them your sunniest window um, and grow them as a house plant that way. Or you can actually just either leave them in the pot or take them out of the pot and put them in a paper bag and store them in a cool, dark place. Uh, the university has excellent information on their website of those three options. You may want to try a combination of them so you get new little geraniums and maybe a house plant all winter or you get new little geraniums and then you just let some of it go dormant all on the winter in the winter in a paper bag but go to the extension website for some some ideas and see what works best for your lifestyle okay eleanor is calling in from bloomington minnesota this uh, saturday morning uh, eleanor what is your question for Teresa? well i've got some uh, celery seed given to me and i planted it and i've got some nice healthy plants now but they're not as big as you buy in the store. And it says on the package that they're biennial. So do Mm -hmm. I just leave them over winter? Um, you could try them over winter. They may not make it through the winter. Uh, I would, If you want to, I would probably try to dig them up and maybe bring them in the house and grow them on that way. You can harvest them at any time. You'll find that the, the celery, celery flavor is more pronounced than what you would ever find in the grocery store. So it's going to be a lot of bang for the buck there. And then when summer com- or when spring comes next year, you could plant them out in your in your garden beds or in your in your veggie garden. Um, Hopefully they'll continue to grow, but then they may go to seed right away, so then you can collect seeds. Okay, very good. Thank you for the call. This listener uh, says, do I still have time to divide and transplant hostas? Yep, go ahead. Do it right away. I would do it like this weekend if possible. Try to get it done. It's usually by September 20th, 25th that you want to get it done. Uh, So we're just at that cusp right now. It kind of depends when you think we're going to have the ground frozen in six weeks, you your plants need about six weeks to get into the ground. I know I've got some transplanting to do, so hopefully I'll get that done soon. But, yep, go ahead, do it right away. Don't put it off much longer. Keep them well watered. And they'll be just fine. All right, let's uh, grab another phone call before we have a look at the weather. Wally calling in from uh, Minneapolis this morning. Wally, what's your question this morning? Hi, good morning. I have a dead lawn. The grass has been dead now most of us spring and early summer, and so I look for grubs. I don't have grubs, and I put some topsoil and other things down and seeded several times, no growth, but the soil test, and I found out that my pH of the soil is like 5.5, and oh so goodness. people say I need to, need to put some lime down or something. Do you know how much lime I put down or what kind? Um, the, uh, the soil test should have told you what to do to amend that to grass. Um, I would look at the soil test. It will tell you if you need to add lime or whatever. You you couldn't bring up the pH. Usually a pH of 5, the grass shouldn't be that bad. Uh, and down here, that's unusual to find a pH that low down here. But... Um, but I'm not sure where you're calling from either. But I would look at the soil test and see what it says on the soil test. It should tell you amendments on the soil test. And then you can go to your local nursery and they can interpret like how much you would need to put down uh, because sometimes the numbers they have on there are a little goofy for regular people to understand. Uh, But the nursery people or master gardeners at, at a nursery or at a farmer's market can help decipher that for you. Good luck with that. And extension, go to the extension long, uh, gardeners at, at a nursery or at a farmer's market can help decipher that for you. Good luck with that. And extension, go to the extension long, uh, extension website too to get more information about reseeding a lawn. 
Before we break, listener Don is asking, when can hydrangeas be cut back? It depends on which hydrangea it is. So unless you know the variety of hydrangea, you have to figure out when to cut it back. You probably would not want to do any pruning now unless you're just pruning off some dead spent blooms and because if you're worried about winter snow load. Otherwise, figure out which hydrangea you want, and then that will tell you when to prune and how much to prune on it. Very good. Hang on, Teresa. We have about another half hour of the show to go, our Smart Garden Show on CCO. Uh, 651-461-9226. That will get you either a phone call or a text question on our Smart Garden Show for Teresa. We're going to take a break for weather. Be right back on 830. This is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. This morning, Master Gardener Teresa Rooney uh, doing all the work for you, answering those lawn and garden questions at 651-461-9226. Call it in or text it in, whatever works for you. Uh, We'll uh, take either phone calls or texts. We have both, as you know, Teresa. Let's grab this text uh, that came in earlier today. Overgrown barberry bushes. How do we prune? If, If cut at the bottom, what will... Will that cause a split into two branches? Um, I would probably just prune those barberries to shape, bring them down to size. Now is not the time that you want to be pruning them. Early spring would be the better time to prune them. And you can prune them pretty far back, but you wouldn't want to go all the way to the ground on a barberry. But uh, you can prune them down to size for you. But do that in the spring. Let's go back to the phones. Grace calling in this morning from Hugo, I believe. Hi, Grace. What is your question uh, for Teresa? Hello. Grace was there. (laughs) Are you there, Grace? No, I guess Grace is uh, taking a hike. How about Aaron? Is is Aaron in St. Paul there? Hi there. I have uh, three big, beautiful elephant ears that I have had just for the first time this summer. And I am wondering, I, I, it would just make me sad to let them die over the winter. So I'm wondering what the best way is to get them inside and keep them going until next okay. spring. So, so Aaron, that's a really good question. You can bring them inside. Um, the extension website will have some really good information on that. There's one type of elephant ear that does not have a bulb, so you can grow that as a house plant. The other type does have a big bulb, so you can just let that die back naturally. You can cut it off and then you can store it as a bulb, or you can grow it if you have a big house, uh, a big sunny area in your home. You can just grow it on as a house plant in the house and then just bring it out again in the spring. And they're beautiful. So, yep, I would try to save it if you possibly can. Go to extension.umn.edu. It'll talk you through each one very carefully. All right. Uh, let's see. Boy, we have so many things going on here. Uh, when is the best time to transplant white pines in the fall or spring? Uh, it's too late now to do them. I would do those in the spring. You can transplant them in, say, early, early, early September. It depends on how big they are. Um, just just uh, take as much of the ripple as you can and put it in nice, rich, organic soil if you possibly can do that. Spring would be a fine time to do that. Have your other other soil already, the other place already for it when you start to do it that day. Why are my personal or perennial personal? Perennial asters not blooming. 
How come? Hmm. It, it could be that they're they're not um, they haven't gotten large enough. I don't know if you just planted them this year. Uh, if they're from seed, they may take one or two years to bloom. They might not be getting enough sun, uh, and they just could not. It's just not far enough in the season yet for them. It kind of depends on where you are with your plants. So if it's a brand new plant that you just grew from seed this year, that's to be expected not to bloom. It's just putting on roots. Otherwise, it just may not be getting enough sun, or it just hasn't reached that time in its growing period yet to bloom. Another uh, lawn question, another turf question. Is it too late to spray a granular, a spray or granular for weeds? Uh, which is better is one question. What about fertilizer in the fall? Okay, you do want to do a winterizer in the fall. That's correct. So you can do that anytime. And fall is a good time to treat those broadleaf weeds. Uh, instead of using a granular herbicide, I would probably spot treat with the with the. Uh, the weeds use a, a spot treat with a spray bottle. If you have a lot of weeds in your lawn, then you may want to think about do, doing a whole a whole lawn treatment. But otherwise, you can just spot treat. And fall is a great time to get rid of those uh, those broadleaf weeds. the The plants are uh, going into a dormancy, so they're starting to do a lot of photosynthesizing and pulling a lot of energy from the sun, so they can pull that that poison into their system a lot quicker. And so that's why fall is so good to get rid of those broadleaf weeds. Okay. Why would my lemon lights azalea be blooming now a second time this year? <laughs> the plants sometimes get a little confused if we've had the hot, hot, hot weather and then suddenly we get a few cool days like we've had. We've had the 70s and to the plant that's like, oh, maybe this is the winter. And then all of a sudden it starts to bloom again. <coughs> Excuse me. There's not much you you can't do anything to stop it, and probably it's not going to bloom the entire bush. It's just going to bloom a few of the blooms. So hopefully you'll still have some blooms that make it over into the into the um the season next year because it's already set its flowers for next year. So it's giving you some of those spring flowers right now instead. It happens. Why do my Why do my morning glories thrive on my fence but have few, if any, flowers? They, um, it's, you're being too nice to them. The soil is too rich there. Uh, maybe they're getting a little too much water uh, for them. Uh, morning glories bloom in very poor soil, and they don't need a lot of extra care. So make sure you never fertilize your morning glories. Um, right now, all you're seeing is the bushiness because they're so happy. Uh, they don't have to produce any flowers because life is so good. But you want them to think they're they're in a precarious situation, so then they produce the flowers and that produce the seed. So don't be so nice to them next year. Don't fertilize them. Teresa, this listener says, why do we have dead branches in honeysuckle hedge and what to do about it? Um, branches die. Uh, squirrels run over them and break them. Branches just die off. All you have to do is it, anything that's dead, you can cut that out at any time of the year. Um, it's never coming back again. And once you start cutting out that dead stuff, um, the plant will look better. It will be healthier because um, there'll be more air circulation. And also those dead branches won't be falling off and breaking other branches because sometimes if we get heavy winds, those branches can whip around and, and really break other branches and things like that so get the dead stuff out of there um it'll look better and you'll be happier and it's all it's all for the best very good uh this listener teresa purchased a hackberry tree at a local garden center and noticed that their trees are all grafted why is that 
Lots of our trees are grafted. Um, they may be growing a special uh, selection of a hackberry that grows in a certain way, but they have it on a stronger rootstock that can can uh, take the Minnesota winter. So a lot of the trees that you buy may be grafted, and that's just that's just how they grow them in the in the, and certain that's just how they grow them in the nursery business. Okay. Uh, another tester wants to know when do you dig up dahlias. Um, you can wait till the frost kind of hits them a little bit and then dig them up and store them. I'm not a, a, a good dahlia grower. And I say that because I've never grown dahlias because they terrify me. Um, and they terrify me because I know I could not keep the bulbs alive over winter. And so I would be killing them all. So I don't even want to start down the murderous path there. Um, but I do admire them. We have a dahlia um grower on the master gardener in hennepin county who's absolutely fantastic at growing dahlias uh but yep so wait till wait till the foliage starts to die back from the frost and then dig them up and go to the extension website and get really good information dahlias need a little more humidity over the winter than most bulbs do before we take a quick break let's grab another text Uh, this one says i think they might be a good pollinator but is it harmful and best to get rid of the white snake root that has come up next to the Joe Pie weed in my garden, and how would one go about eradicating it? Um, it? You know, any plant that you don't like, you can you can pull out. That's okay, even if it's a good pollinator. That's fine. Uh, the snake root can be a little aggressive at times, so just pull that up and or just dig it out, and that's that's a really good way to take care of it. Uh, the easiest way to handle it. And and it does grow a little more aggressively. It's a wonderful uh, native plant, but, yep, you can go ahead and pull that out. Put it in Master its Gardner, place. Teresa Rooney, answering those lawn and garden questions this morning here on A3OWCCO. Right after the 9 o'clock news break, Andy Lindis returns, and we'll be talking home improvement. Any kind of a home improvement question you might have, save us on that. Right after the 9 o'clock news break, Andy Lindis returns. And we'll be talking home improvement. Any kind of a home improvement question you might have, save us the next hour, and we'll help you out then. 66 degrees, more showers on the way. Stay with us here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to our Smart Garden Show here on CCO every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney answering those lawn and garden questions this morning. Teresa, before we get back to uh, more text questions, uh, you had mentioned at the top of the show, and some of our listeners may have missed it, and I want, I want them to, to learn more about it, especially, uh, first of all, if they would like to uh, get involved in that Master Gardener program and the plant sale. A lot of folks mm-hmm. love those plant sales. Tell us about the Master Gardener program, first of all. So Master Gardeners are volunteers from the university, and we are now accepting applications uh, into the Master Gardener program. So check with your county extension website, or you can go to extension.umn.edu and scroll down, and it will say how to become a Master Gardener. So you can put your application in now, and it's very easy. Um, it's very gentle. You don't be, don't be scared. You don't have to know a lot of Master Gardening stuff. Uh, a Master Gardener, in my opinion, as somebody who loves to learn, who loves to learn about gardening, who loves to learn science-based information about gardening and wants to share that with the community. So that's what the program is looking for. And also the Hennepin County Master Gardeners are having their second annual plant sale on October 7th. That's a Saturday. It will be at the Southdale Center. So we'll have over a 1,000 different houseplants to purchase. Many of them are very unique and 
and interesting. We'll have some demonstrations, and there'll be some pots and things like that that you can also purchase. And you can just find Master Gardeners to talk to if you want to talk to Master Gardeners. They'll even talk about things that aren't houseplants if you have questions. So come and visit us. Excellent. Uh, let's uh, see with our, our limited time here how many folks we can help out, Teresa. Okay. Uh, when is the best time, this listener says, to prune linden trees? I would do that in the spring. Not till spring. Right. You don't uh, want to prune pruning. anything now. Nothing gets pruned okay. now. Okay. Uh, what about lilac bushes? They're 10 feet tall, and this listener wants to prune those. What about mm-hmm. lilacs? Uh, so lilacs, you would want to prune those in, say, early spring, late winter, and understand you're cutting off any flowers at that time. I would suggest that that caller especially go to the extension website and look at the renewal pruning. Uh, that will tell you how you can do over three years, how you can bring that down to a manageable height so you can actually see and enjoy the flowers at your eye level. All right. Um, this uh, listener says this. They have an amaryllis that have, have had inside all summer sitting in a bright sunny window. They have beautiful green leaves. I know I need to put it in a dark place, but when do I do that? Should I water and fertilize it before I do that? Hmm. I would uh I would probably not water it. I would water it obviously, but I would let it go dormant, so maybe back off on the watering a little bit, put it in a darker place so it kind of just dies down, and then in about a month start to bring it out again, and then uh once you start to see growth, you can fertilize it. Uh, that's what I would do with that one. Okay. Can perennials such as coneflowers be divided and transplanted now? You could. Uh, it's kind of getting past the point where you want to be dividing them. But, yep, go ahead. Uh, get your dividing and transplanting done as quickly as possible. You want at least six weeks so those new plants can adjust to their new location and that they can put down roots because then they will make it through the winter without heaving out of the ground in January. I would also then... Once the ground starts to freeze and is almost frozen, I would give them a little extra protection with maybe a little bit more mulch around their bases uh, just to help those those roots through the first winter. After that, you won't have to do that special treatment. Okay. This listener wants to know, how do you prepare blackberry bushes for winter? Ooh, I'm not 100% sure of blackberries, so I would suggest that you go to the university on that. Uh, There is a special time to prune them, and I don't want to mess you up on that one. So please go to the Extension website, extension.umn.edu, for pruning of of fruits like cane fruits like blackberries. Yeah, we like to mention that, uh, that university website. If you have not checked it out yet, it is an amazing resource covering so many so many topics. Great reading. Folks have put a lot of work into it. Mm-hmm. Extension.umn.edu. It's an amazing And with the resource. rain that's going to come today, the storms, hopefully we'll get some rain. You won't be outside gardening anyway, so you might as well yeah. be inside learning about gardening. Do a little reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Teresa, this uh, listener says, my irises are badly overgrown. Can I still move them, and how do I get them to bloom more next spring? So those are probably the um, the old-fashioned bearded irises. Uh, you can go ahead and move them. They need full sun. They need a light, nice organic soil. Uh, you want to um, divide them, take out any of the bad part of the corms, and make sure that when you plant them that they're growing to go outwards uh, so they don't grow inwards. They do tend to move. Um, with each new generation, the daughters move out, and you want to make sure that you're pointing those growing points out so that they don't 
they don't all come together and get really overgrown. Uh, and then just make sure when you plant them with the bearded iris that the back of the corm is sitting at ground level so you can kind of see that. I would get do that as quickly as possible. Okay. Just planted them and magnolia north of the Twin Cities. Anything I should do to protect it from the winter term? Plant it on the south side of the house. Okay, so that's really good. I would protect it from uh, rabbits and deer and mice if you've got it, so give it some some protection uh, along the trunk of it. Uh, Just keep it well watered as we go into winter. Um, And that's all you really have to do. And then I would also, you probably won't have this up, up a little further north, but... Watch for scale. Uh, We've lost a lot of our magnolias here in the Twin Cities area to magnolia scale. So just be on the lookout for that. I'm not saying you're going to get it. Just just be on the lookout for that. And you can find information on the extension website about that. But I would definitely protect it against bunnies and deer and do um, do, uh, uh, keep watering it to the grounds nearly frozen. Uh, we have less than a minute, almost out of time, and uh, we had a text from a listener. Remember, we had an earlier one talking about snake root. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, please mention this listener says that snake root leaves are poisonous to dogs. Okay. Uh, we feel that snake root may have made our dog quite ill. So the oh, word of the wise there. Oh, I'm sorry about that. And if you have pets, look at your, look, go to the ASPCA website. They have excellent information about pe- uh, poisonous plants because Things that you don't think are poisonous, like daylilies, can kill your dogs. Interesting. Scary. Teresa, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you on the radio. We'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Good good deal. Master Gardener Teresa Rooney. Now, get those home improvement questions ready for uh, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. That will be coming along after the uh, 9 o'clock news break here on WCCO. We expect more showers, much needed rain. Here in the Twin Cities coming up today, tonight, for the next couple days or so. Uh, Right now, though, in the Twin Cities, it's overcast. At least they're calling it that now. 66 degrees on CCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.